Sal Berry. It's hockey cards, dude. No one's going to steal those cards because most of the people don't know who the hell they are. And Tim Parrish. We want to find what we want, and that's hockey cards. And here they are, and you put them in jail to where we can't get to them. That bothers me. Rant over. <laughs> this is the Puck Junk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Puck Junk Podcast. Sal Barry here along with Tim Parrish, the real DFG on Twitter. And today we're going to talk about a whole bunch of collectible new stuff that went down last week. Normally our little humble hockey card hobby... Not a lot going on in, in hockey collectibles, but last week, two big things happened. First thing was, uh, well, chronologically, the first thing was Connor McDavid signing an exclusive deal with Upper Deck Authenticated for sale of memorabilia with his autograph on it. And then the next day, Tops released a digital app called Tops Skate, which is like Tops Bunt, their baseball app, or Tops Kick, their soccer app. So, uh, yeah, two pretty big things happened in the world of hockey collectibles. Tim, what's your take on all of this? Where do you want to start? What do you want to talk about first? Well, I think we should start with the uh, the Tops app. Okay. All this, um, redheaded stepchildren hockey fans finally now have an app that we can call our own with Top Skate. How and about so it? So far, yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome. So. It's uh, so far from what I've seen of it, it's uh, a pretty, pretty good app. Um, it's at least for me, it's not as buggy as the Tops Bunt app is, and the interface is a lot smoother. I mean, there are it does have its its issues because it's a brand new thing. It's only been out for a week, but I'm pretty impressed with it so far. It's been fun. Yeah, I'm liking it too, and it's funny because I actually did something. For the first time today, I actually made an, an in-app purchase. Ooh. I've never done that before. I've never done an in-app purchase. Like, even I've been playing Pokemon Go probably a little bit after it came out, because I'm one of these people who are like, oh, just because everyone else is playing it doesn't mean it's great. But my girlfriend talked me into it, and then, you know, she'd maybe spend like $5 here, $5 there. And she's like, oh, well, you know, you could upgrade your backpack in Pokemon Go, and you can hold more Pokemon, and you could hold more items, and you could do this. And I'm just like, I yeah, I don't know, because then you just spend money on power-ups. But, you know, yesterday evening, Topps uh, Skate released, or released, they basically did like a sale on the coins. So I'm like, well, now's a good time to, to give it a try. So I ponied up a little PayPal and bought like, uh, what did I buy here? Uh, 20,000 coins and then another 57,500 coins and then another 110,000 coins. So yeah, they made $16 of my money already. How about that? And they didn't even have to print anything. Look at that. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. I, I have yet to do that on any of these apps yet, but I've pretty much stuck to the free ones. So I'm, I'm, I'm the one freeloader that doesn't put any money into them. Well, I mean, truth be told, I have not spent a penny on Upper Deck EPAC. And talking about Upper Deck EPAC and Top Skate, that's like comparing apples and oranges because they're meant to do two very different things for those of you who have not messed around with the Top Skate app yet. So we all know EPAC was the idea of opening packs of cards, not having to accumulate the physical base cards, but still having the option to get the insert cards, get the young gun cards, get the parallel cards, and so forth. With Topps Skate, it's not so much about 
there are no physical cards. It's all digital or virtual cards, but then you use them to play this fantasy hockey game. There's a couple of different fantasy hockey games every day, and you could participate them if uh, if you want to. Uh, I think, like, I didn't the first day, because I just had a lot going on. The second day, I participated, and I think I placed something like 60 out of 2,000, and I actually got a pack of cards for that. And I think for the other one, I didn't place higher than top 500 or whatever, but my guys still scored over 100 points, and I got some coins in return for that, so it was kind of fun for, you know, to to play fantasy hockey without the season-long commitment or without, you know, having to sign up for DraftKings because I really don't want to spend, like, real money on this, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, you know, I've done the same thing. I put my lineup in every day. I know. My wife does it much more religiously than I do because I have her hooked on the app as well. But, um, you know, as far as putting in the daily lineup, so I do the free one. Uh, there's the daily fantasy free one, and then there's the open, uh, which is open to anybody. Both of those are free. And they've they've put, thrown in a pony up about five. I think it's 5,000 coins to, to jump in, and the prizes are a little more, um, a little better, I guess, than, than just the free coins at the end but no it's it's really cool i mean the, the app to me the app is a lot more engaging than bunt because obviously if you were a big much bigger of a baseball fan you know bunt's the app to go with just as huddle would be for football or kick for soccer but you know being a much bigger hockey fan than baseball fan this is uh this is something that um I like uh and it's you know and it's and it's fun to use i've started getting into a bunch of trades here and um trying to uh, complete some some sets towards a rewards and and see what pops up so yeah i like it and i like it one thing that i really like about uh this is the uh these cards called tops focus they've only released one right now why don't you tell us a little bit about that since it probably has a little more personal meaning to you than to to me well, the Topps Focus cards are something that I think a lot of people have been anticipating. Um, f- focus is basically uh, centered around a digital card that has video capability built into the card itself. So when you open the card, there's an option to uh, play. And when you play it, it plays a little video. Now, the card that they released is a Sidney Crosby card, Stanley Cup champion Sidney Crosby card. And that's exactly what they show. It shows him holding up the cup and it's a special card says tops focus on it, press the play button and it proceeds to show uh, after they won the Stanley cup and he goes and skates over to the table and picks up the cup and skates around the ice. It shows a small video clip. Now, you know, Panini had some video cards that they released a few years ago that I remember seeing at the National. Uh, They were kind of interesting, but, you know, you got to bust open a million boxes and try to find these, and you never know if you're going to get one. In the secondary market, they're really expensive. Here's an opportunity to get digital cards and and use them on a phone, which in most cases people have, you know, the latest and greatest iPhone or the really nice, you know, the, the Samsung Galaxy phones with the high definition screens. And so they're able to actually, you know, enjoy the video of the cards and the interactivity of them. And it, it's, it's really something cool. And I'm glad that Topps finally released that. They haven't done that in any of the other um, apps, as far as I know. The hockey is 
the 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 skate app is the first that I know of that they've they've introduced that. How about that? Just like the glow puck was the first uh, augmented reality system used in uh, professional sports, and so hockey was the first for that with on-screen gra- real-time graphics, and now hockey is the first with a virtual trading card where it has a play button. Well, not the card itself, but underneath it, you could play it. It reminds me of like when you would watch the Harry Potter movies and they'd open a newspaper and there'd be like the different photographs of like the things and the photographs would be moving, you know? Same idea. Right. This has like a 15-second video clip I mean, we're finally at that point where, like, I mean, they could have probably done this a couple years ago, but now it's just really, maybe for hockey, it, it, okay, so Crosby's skating around with the cup. I mean, if you think about hockey, it's constant movement. If you think about baseball, I mean, yeah, you have a base hit, you might have a base runner, steal, whatever, but with hockey, there's always something going on, and it would be so exciting if, like, the standard card became a player scoring a goal, or you know, throwing a check or goalie making a save or uh, something like that. You know, somebody making a nice one-timer. You know, there's so many exciting things. Even if it's just a player moving around, it would be really cool to make that like the new standard card. And not like, you know, you can always not play it and still have a, a, a freeze frame or you could hit play and get a little bit of video. I think that would be exciting. I just wonder how much how much resources that's going to take up for the app, like how how burdensome it would be. I mean, so far with the one, I mean, it plays completely flawlessly. I mean, I it, it's so smooth. The video is, is so well done that there's no lag to it. There's no, you know, pixelation. There's there's nothing. It's really good. I just wonder if you if you turn the entire app into something like that where everything had interactivity. You might you might bloat the software to the point where it becomes, you know, not uh, I guess cost effective. Download it. Understand. I would hate to see that. Yeah, and you know, since you said interactivity, I want to bring up uh, the the statistics because on the back of the tops uh, skate cards. Uh, it shows like little bar graph that shows how the player did in each game. Now, right now, most players are going to have between zero for Crosby and like maybe three for hey, like... Uh, he hasn't played yet. Right. That's why he has zero. He doesn't have any little bars. I mean, whereas like some of the other guys who've played like two or three games, there'll be like three bars in the bar graph. You mouse over or mouse over. You put your finger on one of them and it tells you how the player did in that game. And then... What's exciting is that you could see, oh, well, this guy had a good game last game and two games ago, and then you could kind of, I mean, it also has other ways of figuring that out, but like you could kind of predict then and say, oh, maybe he'll have a good game this game. The stats update in real time, so when the player is playing and you flip over the card, it'll say like first period, two face-offs, one, one giveaway, one shot on net, and that's cool that it's it's doing that in real time. And all these statistics um, add up and earn you points in these fantasy games that you could play. And then the other thing is is that there are different levels. Well, they say there are 10 different levels of cards from white, which is your basic. I guess maybe gold is the highest. I don't know. I've got, I got one teal card, Mark Edward Vlasic, coincidentally, who wears teal. Um, and that each of the parallels have a multiplier so like your teal card is like a multiplier of 2.5 so if he gets a goal a defenseman gets 125 points for a goal but if it has a multiplier of 2.5 then you multiply that goal by 2.5 and then that's how many points uh he would get you 
in your fantasy game. So like I know a couple of games ago, I had a Brent Seabrook orange card. He had a good game. And so he ended up getting me like 600 points in like this fantasy hockey thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously the, the, the higher, the, the better, the color is going to get you the more points. And I, yeah, I think gold is the highest, maybe purple. I know there's purple ones as well. Uh, there's, there's so many colors. So many colors of the rainbow. So, you know, one thing that I just want to point out really quick, uh, for those of you who didn't download the app on the first day or the second day, uh, I think the original name of it was intended to be Ice because the next day, so it came out on a Wednesday, and then on Thursday I opened the app and it said, you need to update Tops Ice. And I'm thinking, you need to update your error messages because I guess you couldn't get the name Tops Ice because it's too close to Upper Deck Ice. Uh, so that, I just thought that was that kind of funny. Sense. Yeah, I th- thought that was kind of funny, um, what it was originally to be called. But I like the name Skate better because that implies action versus ice, which is, that would be like saying, calling like the football app Field. Or, <laughs> I guess Gridiron. Yeah. But, or, or, or the baseball app, you know, Diamond or Field, you know, instead of like, you know, Ice, you know. Instead, Skate sounds pretty cool. I would have liked Slapshot, but I'm sure that's been taken a million years ago for something that never happened. That's possible. I mean, there was a set of, there was a company called Slapshot that made OHL trading cards in 95, 96. And I think they might have done some team sets also for, uh, junior teams, but uh, there's never been, you know, there's been power play and, you know, ice and probably a few other things with, like, uh, hockey-sounding names. What do you think is... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, there's there's only so many names that you can try to copyright that haven't already been copyrighted. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, what about, what do you think of the Tops Now cards being put into uh, this app? Top Nows cards are they're pretty popular, um, especially in the other apps that are out there. I know with baseball, you people are sell sell them and everything on the secondary market, and then you have the Tops Now cards individually that were made that you can order. Um, you know, I like. I think it's cool. I mean, they they jumped right on it with the on the Austin Matthews bandwagon the night he had four goals, so they were all over that. And the next day, it was available in packs. So, you know. They keep up with it and make those available. I mean, obviously, this is a is a digital only app, um, so it's not like the others where you can actually have the potential of getting a real card that's a Tops Now card. They they won't have that, obviously, for licensing reasons. But you know, it's cool for the app purposes. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because I would like to have the physical version of those cards. Um, I like this app for what it does um i mean honestly like if these cards came out in packs like real packs you'd probably look at them and say they're they look like victory you know i mean they have a tops logo on them but there's no well actually they don't they look better than victory i should i should take that back because victory always has to put victory in the background and i hate that because it just it's so distracting so actually these cards are really nice looking i just think that like they can be not as nice looking and still be a lot of fun. Uh, I I can't wait personally, and you know this is going to happen. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot wait until they start doing throwback 
parallels. You know I'm going to lose my mind when they do an 88-89 design with the pushpin in the corner. I'm probably going to go spend all my PayPal balance on, on trying to get all of those. And that's... I was thinking about that, too. You know, will they be able to do that? Yeah, they own the designs. Because, I mean, those those designs... Yeah. You know, are they... Do they still belong to Topps? Oh, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they used, they used the 7172 Topps design on some, like, baseball heritage... Topps baseball... Heritage baseball or some junk. They used, like, the 7172 with the oval and the bubble letters and the bright colors. They used that uh, a couple years ago for baseball. Okay. Yeah, so they own they own the designs. They just can't, you know, they can't really... It's funny because Upper Deck owns the rights to make NHL trading cards, and they can't use any of the Topps designs. They actually kind of got to... They got to cease and desist for using uh, the ones that looked like the 7980 uh, Opeachy set. Remember those with the, the blue borders, the Gretzky rookie yeah. year? Yeah, so they right. actually got into a little bit of legal trouble for that, so they can't they can't actually use Topps's designs but tops i mean i'm not saying that they're gonna put like a brett hull rookie in a virtual pack because why would you want that unless you could put brett hull into your lineup but then again this is based on real stats so you know he's not doing much of anything um these days but it would be cool to have like different uh you know like different parallels in fact that might even be cooler like if they did uh, I understand colors is easier, but if like if you had like the seventy one seventy two tops design, you know maybe that gives you a multiplier of five or something. I I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. Well, tops, Mike, if you're listening, which I doubt you are, but if you are, and if somebody else is listening, tell them. Hey, uh, that's what we need. Tops, Mike, if you actually listen to this after I send you the link uh, to this. Uh, Thank you for listening to this, and I will tell people to follow Tops Mike at, at topsmike.com. He's one of the app developers for uh, uh, Top Skate. He's actually been really helpful. He's answered some of my questions publicly. He's answered some of my questions in direct messages, which is really cool because I think this is the first time like a uh, person that works for a company has reached out to me first, followed me on Twitter, and I'm like, hey, this guy's really cool. Thanks, you know, as opposed to like me saying hey, Panini, I'm writing an article. Can I get a little bit of information on this new set? And then they, like, ignore me for, like, ever. Yeah, he's really good with responding to people. I mean, he's on social media, so he does a lot through Twitter, and um, he's really good at responding to questions. Obviously, he gets inundated with them on a daily basis because everybody complains about every little thing, and he can't respond to all of them. But, you know, a lot of the major ones, especially ones that get repeated over and over again by users, if there's issues and stuff, he he forwards them up the chain to get them fixed. So from what I've seen, he he does a, he does a really good job, and it's my understanding that he's he's pretty much the uh, the captain of this whole project for the hockey app. So well, that is awesome. So yeah, that's awesome that we have somebody who seems to care and and or, or does care and listens and and responds and and wants to make this better. So yeah, we can only expect. Uh, bigger and better things for this. And if we're ex- this excited about it after a couple of days, I mean, man, where's it going to be by the end of the season? I mean, maybe there'll be a series two, maybe there'll be a series three. I mean, that there's no limit to where this could go. That's exactly right. You'll, you'll probably see that considering it says series one in the app. I'm going to anticipate there'll at least be a series two, probably 
through the season to, or maybe after the trade deadline to pick up any of the guys in the new uniforms and, and things like that. But uh, I'm happy with it. I like it so far. I just, you know, I, I just wish I could justify funneling real money into it for the coins. Oh, now you're making me feel bad. No. You know what's funny, though, yeah. is that I... Upper Deck, Upper Deck put out a set on EPAC called Fusion, which was like a digital-only set of cards, and I almost bought it. They were like 79 cents a pack, and I almost bought a pack, and then I just never got around to it. And I'm like, okay, so if I buy the pack, then I'm going to have, you know, five images of cards that I can't really do anything with. I guess you can combine them to, like, green parallels and red parallels, but then you just still have just a picture of it on your phone or a picture of it on your uh, computer, and I think it's ex it would be exciting if you could do something with them, but you can't. So um, it's funny because I said I'd never pay for air, but I pretty much paid for air, but at least I could play with this air, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. There you go. How about... Um, Connor McDavid uh, signing that exclusive. Well, first of all, he's been off to a pretty damn good season. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, he's named the captain of the Oilers at 19, youngest captain in NHL history. Um, and then uh, Upper Deck announces that they are the exclusive retailer, seller, whatever, of memorabilia signed by McDavid. Uh, what, what's your take on all of this? Well, it's an interesting move, and you know, obviously, he's not a rookie any longer. So, you know, there's there's stuff out there that belongs to him that's been signed already, and but anything from this point forward, and all new merchandise, and you know, the new jerseys, and and the, I would imagine the jerseys with the captaincies on them, and and those types of things, if they are authentic, you you got to go to Upper Deck to get them. So. It's gonna. You're gonna see a market for this stuff, and I think people are going to try to unload what they already have in their inventories while they can. Because if anybody's actually looked at the Upper Deck store to purchase any of his items, they are getting a premium right now. Well, they're asking for a premium. We don't know if we're getting them, but I mean, just well, to give. Well, if they're actually selling them, yeah. Just if they're getting what the prices that they're asking for. Them. And just to give a little frame of reference here, we're talking three hundred dollars for a signed acrylic puck. $400 for a 16 by 20 signed picture, 700 bucks for a pair of signed gloves, uh, 1000 well, 999 we'll just say 1000 for a signed jersey, 1600 for signed skates, and then like between 1200 and 1300 for a picture signed by him and Gretzky. So, I mean, yeah, they are asking for top dollar. And other than like maybe the skates and maybe other than like the picture signed with Gretzky all of this stuff you can already find out on online for you know a third cheaper I know a couple of sites like fanatics and sports memorabilia they're selling signed pucks uh McDavid pucks for around 200 bucks um they're selling a signed 8x10 anywhere from like 175 um to maybe 220 for a picture of him as an oiler at eight by ten, and then maybe three hundred for a sixteen by twenty, and then maybe more for a picture of him with the um, with his junior team. But uh, I don't know. I mean, if I, I've been telling people, if you're looking to buy some Connor McDavid signed stuff, you should 
not buy it from Upper Deck right now because you can find it cheaper elsewhere, But then, and that's going to be from his rookie year. But then after that, once that's all sold and then that becomes like resold, yeah, the price can only go up. I mean, if, if he can maintain this uh, level of play, which shouldn't be a problem, and this level of popularity, which shouldn't be a problem because, sorry, but I think Sid is out and I think Connor is in as, as the new NHL golden boy. Right. Hey, Sidney Crosby's an old man now. He's not Sid the Kid anymore. Isn't that weird that like, that, like, Crosby and Ovechkin are, like, the veterans now, and, like, they're, like, they're grizzled veterans of, like, 10 NHL seasons, and, like, they're, they're not the young, Sid the Kid, I, I mean, I, I like Crosby, don't get me wrong, um, and, you know, I, I love to, to, to make fun of him, because, you know, I know it just makes you, like, wrinkle your, uh, your forehead a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> I have I have a little more than a forehead though. Well, it's more like a five head. A f- five head, and they used to call the space above Darren Pang's head the five hole. The sorry, the uh, what was it? The 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 six hole. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Right between his head and the crossbar because he was so short. Well, the thing is, here here's the thing about McDavid. Okay, he's not going to suck anytime soon. Nope. But let's just say he did. I mean, even last year when he went down with an injury, all people could talk about is. McDavid had an injury. What a beginning of a season he had. When's he coming back? You know, what's he going to do when he comes back? And then he comes back and he scores, like his first shift that he's out on the ice. So it's like there's no question to the fact that he brings a lot to that team. He was named captain. So he's, you know, he he's the wave of the future when it comes to that kind of thing. So I don't think his popularity is going to wane anytime soon. But let's say hypothetically he does go into the – does start to tank or maybe he gets some massive injury that that puts him on the shelf for a very long period of time and they're you know they move on whatever you know it is what it is he's still going to be popular this year next year or the year after even if even if he started his play started to decline it's going to take a few years for that to, to work through the system so i think what upper deck did is they put they positioned themselves to be uh, in a very good spot for future income from that deal. I mean, they may not be getting what they need for, you know, it to be worthwhile now, but down the road, they definitely will. Because once, once the secondary market dries up for the stuff that's already out there, not that it will completely, but when all the real collectors and the the fans and everything snatch everything up, you know, I'm going to buy a jersey and I'm going to mount it on the wall. Well, I'm probably not going to sell that again. So now it's gone from the market. You know, you, you pick all that stuff up and, you know, it's gone. Now Upper Deck's the only place where new stuff is. They can regulate the price and make things cost as much as whatever they want them to be. So. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I kind of like... I don't want to say that I wish it was more affordable because, I mean, if 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 memorabilia is very expensive, it's it's, it's ridiculous. Expensive. I mean, because the thing is, is that like the prices aren't even. Well, let me just say this: two things is that one, the the prices are ridiculous because they're basically selling them for high enough that it'd be impossible for somebody to buy and resell it. Like if you spend $200 on a Connor McDavid signed photo and your intention is to sell it like quickly, you're not going to sell it 
I mean, you might sell it for 10% more, but that's not really worth your time. I mean, that's not, that's kind of a big risk. But, like, it, it, it's like they just, they, they, they jack up the price so much that, and I'm not saying that people need to go and, and turn around and resell it, but, I mean, it's just basically, like, they charge you so much that, like, really, it wouldn't make, you have to want it. You have to want to spend $300. I mean, this isn't like where, you know, it might be $10, and you'd say, yeah, I'll buy a couple of them and hang on to them for a few years and see what happens. It's like, you have to want to spend that much money, and you want to have the thing in your collection, and if you sell it later on, it's because of financial hardship, or you're thinning out your collection, not for investing purposes. Uh, that's the one thing I wanted to say. The other thing is, is that uh, and this is just a sidebar. A lot of these, like these shows that we go to, like the the Suntime show in Chicago, well, technically Rosemont, but the promoters will charge you a lot for an autograph, but then they will also pay the athlete to sign a bunch of stuff for them and then also sell the things themselves. So they might, you know, pay let's say like just Chris Chelios, right? They might pay him, uh, they might say, okay, uh, $59 for a signed Chelios photo or, you know, $100 for a signed Chelios jersey or whatever. Like you bring your own item and he'll sign it for this much. But then they'll also have the athlete sign a bunch of stuff for them to sell. So not only are you paying like a lot of money to get something signed, but then they're also getting things signed and then putting those out on the market to kind of compete with you trying to sell your thing. Assuming that the bulk of the customer base is a third-party seller, I think in most cases, it, you know, at the shows that we go to, those third-party sellers have already pre-bought and they may go and pick everything up at the location or have it shipped to them. But most of the people we see are those guys that... You know, they've been standing in an autograph line since they were knee high to a grasshopper and they're, you know, getting everybody signed and where the guys walk around with like the football helmets with every member of the team that whatever they're they're carrying around. Right. And these are more collector type people, but but you're right. I mean, there there are those guys out there that are they're just getting the stuff signed and, and putting it up. I mean, baseball card exchange does it all the time. I mean, that's that's one that I can speak to because it's basically right down the street from me now that they moved over here. Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, they have autograph signings all the time at their location and they have, it's a lot of Chicago sports type people, but they have other people come through there. And you know, the, the most recent one I believe was David Ross was there and they'll always pre-list and say, Hey, you know, if you can't make it here this day, you can pre-purchase and we'll get them to sign, you know, however many things there are. And you always see pictures of the guys sitting in the back room and they're just, they'll be, 15 jerseys laid out on tables and they're just going one to the next to the next to the next and just signing them all. And you know, those are getting put up for sale or getting mounted and sold for even higher. So, I mean, the, the market's always going to be high for memorabilia because the, the, I think the demand for that type of stuff is, is higher. You know, I, I think the cost involved with it might be even a little higher because you're talking merchandise rather than a piece of cardboard. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, let's not forget, Upper Deck has the exclusive trading card autograph license with McDavid as well. So, you can buy Leaf cards or you're not going to find, you know, a Topps digital card of, of his signature that, I, that I'm going to guess because Upper Deck has that license as well. So, you know, pretty much McDavid is exclusive to Upper Deck and, you know, he's going to have the same 
setup as you know Jordan had and Gretzky has and and uh, Griffey used to have, which I think his contract's out now, and you know Tiger Woods and you know all those guys, the big names that they signed, LeBron James have exclusives with upper deck you know he's joined the ranks and you know good for him i'd love to see what the actual contract is just just to break it down and see on a per item basis what basically his signature would really cost Mm -hmm. based on that contract yeah i wish that stuff was published you know one last thing uh speaking of uh signed you know exclusive uh signing deal type things then you have uh a couple of weeks back, uh, Leaf announced that they were going to do some sort of uh, Jack Eichel signing. So Jack Eichel only signs Leaf cards. Of course, this has caused a conundrum for people who want to have their Upper Deck Young Gun card signed or their OPG Marquee Rookie signed by Eichel, but he's only signing cards for Leaf as part of his exclusive. So the workaround that someone at Leaf devised was send Leaf your card, and for $75, they will apply a sticker to it that has Eichel's autograph on it. Or, for $125, he will sign on card the autograph. However, in both of these cases, Leaf puts a sticker on the back of the card so that it's still, you know, certified by Leaf as being his autograph, blah, 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 whatever. What's your thoughts on that? that bad huh I, I don't I mean here's the thing I'm not a big fan of exclusives myself I think exclusives whether they're player exclusives to sign autographs or player exclusives for memorabilia or card company exclusives for producing products I don't necessarily think exclusives for any of that are necessarily good but I can see the side where if you're looking at long-term investment capability where if only one company has the something, they can pretty much dictate how much of it gets into the market. You, you follow what I'm saying mm-hmm. there? So, I mean, it, it creates of scarcity. It also lets them set the price. So in a case like this where you can only get a leaf card signed by Jack Eichel, okay, we're going to open this up to everything, but our name is going on all. So in essence, you, you've not broken away from that at all, and you're still kind of stuck with a Leaf product. It's basically like them saying, well, yeah, you worked around the, the licensing agreement and you got him to sign something else, but guess what? It's got our copyright on it pretty much. Is, is really what they're saying. So everything you have, it's going to say leaf. Leaf, 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 leaf. I think that's pretty smart, though. I they, get it. They, I guess they figured it out, grab. yeah. It's a cash grab for them. I mean, other companies could go and do the same thing. I don't know of any ones that do. I mean, this is probably the first that I've seen somebody do this. From a marketing standpoint, it's kind of genius. Well, let me ask really, you this when you, real... When you boil down to it. Let me ask you this. What's... Okay, so Jack Eichel only signs Leaf cards, right? So can you name a product that that Leaf makes that's hockey? Uh, well, they have a brand, so Heroes and Prospects. Um, okay, between the pipes. Let's say let's say Heroes and Prospect, uh-huh. right? Okay, and what's a box of that cost ballpark? Eighty bucks. Heroes and Prospects. 
You used to be able to get boxes of that for like 80 bucks. Now that Leaf has it, I, I have no idea. I haven't even looked. All right, boxes. so let's just say this. Let's just pretend that boxes are 100 bucks. And what would be the biggest hit you could get in a box of Heroes and Prospects? An Eichel autograph. It's not going to be a McDavid autograph, gonna... right? No, it's not going to be a McDavid autograph. It's probably going to be some type of there's a parallel something or other with an autograph on it or there's one cards with like the the fight strap buttons in them and stuff like that uh, okay okay, okay. You're, something like that you're killing my example here my point is is that if you wanted to get a jack eichel autographed card you'd either have to buy a lot of boxes of leaf product hoping to get that one card or you'd buy it on the secondary market this way allows sure. you to have your own card and just say you know what instead of me spending a hundred, a hundred, a couple hundred dollars on boxes of cards and maybe pulling a signed Eichel card. I could just get the card that I want signed by Eichel and pay the $125. I think that, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I, I, I kind of wish that existed for other things too. Like want a Sidney Crosby autograph, but don't want to buy, you know, 12 boxes of Opeachy and hope to get a case hit. Well, now here's your chance. Yeah, and it's also it also may inflate the price because you know if people are looking to hey I'm, I'm going to have him sign this and I'm going well you're obviously going to look to get the money back that it costs to create the card plus whatever your your perceived value is for it from that point on. I mean, look, we're going to have this conversation next year too because they just signed I think over the summer they signed Nolan Patrick to an exclusive deal too. Oh yeah. So, you know, he's going to have. It's going to be the same thing all over again. So when when all the hype over Nolan Patrick starts for cards and everything else, it's going to be the same thing. He signed to exclusive deal with Leaf, and you know, it, it is what it is. So, any uh, any final thoughts before we uh, we call it a show? Stop with exclusives. That's my final thought. Okay. Oh, and and also, um, if you guys have the skate app out there. Um, in in internet land. Please follow um, Tim. He doesn't have yeah, any friends can, on skate. Yeah, except I, me. I have lots. Of, I have three friends. Oh yeah, you, me, and so. just me, Justin, and your wife. Actually, Justin's not my friend on there. I don't know what Justin's username. I have to look it up. Right? I don't know because but, we couldn't uh, use our Bunt usernames, and that's really right. annoying. Because I'm Puck yeah. Junk on Bunt, which is kind of comical. Because it's a hockey user ID for a baseball app, but you know, I wanted to use the same one that I used for Star Wars. Um, it, that's okay. I have Mario Lemieux as my icon on the Bunt app, so. Oh yeah, that's yeah. yeah way but, to way uh, to stick it to the way to way to uh, you know uh, su- subversively tell tops, hey, this is what I really want. I want hockey. Cards. I think what they did is they saw they saw my icon or my avatar or whatever you want to call it, and they thought, hey, we should probably make a hockey app, and so I'm going to take full credit for that. Okay, well you do that. Uh, okay, so, so your my username is Dogface Gremlin. If anybody wants to trade. And my username is SJB44, so my initials and my lucky number, because I was getting tired of trying to think of a username because I really wanted Puck Junk, and it was taken by me in another app, and then I couldn't use it for this app, which is really annoying because you're like, that name's already taken. It's like, yeah, I know. I took it like a year and a half ago. Uh, so Dogface Gremlin and SJB44, follow us or connect with us or whatever you call it on uh, Top Skate and we'll, we'll trade some cards. For 
Hockey Goodness. Follow us on Twitter at PuckJunk.